God. Okay. Well, let's just <laughs> let's try. Let's What's wrong? just try. Oh, it was just doing weird things. Uh, what do you What do you got there? Bit of tea. Yeah, I got a tea. I've been uh, a little bit under the weather this week. What are, What's your symptoms? You don't have the uh, the disease, do you? I don't. I just had a cold. I had congested nose, which was, you know, unpleasant but fairly standard winter fare. And I believe that was one of the symptoms. Though. Oh, yes. I don't have a fever. I don't have any chesty difficulty breathings or anything like that. Mm. So, right. And I got better in two days. That probably also is a good sign that it's not COVID. Also, there's no COVID in Christchurch. Uh, oh, I heard that there's a little creeping back in, though, isn't there? We No, we don't have any community transmission. Nah. We have had cases, but they're all just people who've come home from the borders and who are in isolation. So, Bloody backpackers. Yeah, or traveling around the world and picking up diseases. Never yeah. used to be a problem until it was so spreadable. Yeah, well, it's it's fucked over here, man. Victoria is is back into stage three. Yeah, um, which has been which unbelievable. Is, which is We've just total weakling version lockdown. I mean, man up and try a real lockdown, then come crawling back to me. Oh, what it's so fuck? hard. I can only get takeaway. Oh, it's so hard. I can still go to work and the malls are open. Oh, poor me. It's so Dude, hard to be in Melbourne. What the fuck is this? Oh. How about a little sympathy, oh, piece of shit? I'm so sorry. What the fuck is that? Get takeaway. Oh my god. You're a fucking monster. Some, some of us really suffered through lockdown, you know. Well, okay, so what? You had a harder lockdown, did hard, you? Look, I'm not saying it's competition. I'm just saying that it, objectively. Yeah, I think you're just saying, saying objectively. No, just look, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say that you're, you know, weaker than we are, but I'm That's just exactly saying that we saying. survived a harder thing um, and did it better. So. Yeah, okay. Okay. So you are saying that. I, I, well, well you, you've chosen to interpret the tone of my voice that way maybe but the words that i was saying is was maybe not implying that i'll remember that nick next time there's a there's a fucking earthquake okay <laughs> <laughs> no sincerely uh six weeks man that's rough yeah well it's been funny because so they locked down a few suburbs mm. uh hotspot su- hotspot suburbs in victoria and um the house the house that we're living in the suburb that we were living in is what was one of those suburbs yeah so we felt it was just like weird thing memes going around about um you know people you know wanting to shun the suburb that we live in you know it you felt like the lepers yeah that's weird of, isn't it it was weird and there was like the a lot of our friends live in the suburb next door some of them you we can like there's like just a road dividing suburbs so you you can basically look at another suburb that's not in lockdown and looking and it's kind of arbitrary i mean not all suburbs divided by roads yeah i know but i'm just saying like like the main road continues and then there's like an intersection and then beyond that you're free and on this side of it you're in lockdown well not even not even that just like on on streets in some of the streets you the house up directly opposite you Right. Would might not be in right. Lockdown. So split sort of like either side of a street. Yeah. Wow. So we're feeling like uh, you know, and a couple of our friends are they having still having parties and stuff, and we're like, God. and uh, and then the state locked basically the whole the whole metropolitan of Melbourne down. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you feel like the we're the we're the lepers of the lepers though now because we're in we're in a hot spot. So yeah. So why a, why like do you know what the case was in your suburb? Why is your suburb pinged? Was there a school or something? Three. The postcode. Sorry, it's the postcode that's locked yeah. down. The postcode is so big, and we looked it up. There's three cases, three active cases. Um, I mean they could be anywhere, but they locked down the whole whole postcode, which is. I get it, but it just seems, I don't know, it just, part of you is just like, ah, like what, it's kind of, it's not unfair, but it's, it almost feels it's disheartening. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's well, not, um, the, the, it was the thing that they had to do, right? Like it was spiking again absolutely, and we have to yeah. jump back in. It, it just sucks, as you say, that like 
there was this almost like half step in between, right? Like if it went from, okay, things are getting out of control in Melbourne to all of Melbourne is now locked down. I think everyone would be like, okay, I mean, that kind of makes sense. But doing this weird one where it's like, there's two public housing towers and also, you know, 4031 or whatever your postcode is, is they're locked down. Like this half step where it's like some people are okay, but other people aren't. That's the weird thing, right? If everyone had just been told it's back on, sorry, then at least you wouldn't feel like there was this inequality or injustice based on where you're living. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, the inequality inequality debate is an interesting one because look, the government doesn't want to lock down, so they want to. They were wanting to try and. I mean, yeah, arguably they should have, and they they should have done it earlier, and they have done it now. But these businesses, businesses, they're apparently fifteen percent of businesses are going to go under. They're not going to survive this second lockdown. Yeah, fifteen percent. Yeah, that's that pretty is, huge. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is rough, but at the same time, you know, if if they didn't lock down, and I know it's not, it's cold comfort to um, the business owners, right? But if they didn't lock down and the pandemic worsened, then you're still going to run out. Of, like you're, those businesses are still in trouble. Ultimately, the lockdown itself is not what's caused these businesses the hardship. It's the fact that there was a virus, which is not in anyone's control, right? Right. Um, yeah. So the thing that's ultimately to blame here is a is the virus, not the policy making, right? Unless you want to take the opinion that, you know, Australia should have locked the borders earlier and stopped it ever getting in or something like that. Well, there's a bit of a scandal in Victoria specifically because um, the Vic government employed uh, private contractors as security to basically um, secure these quarantine hotels. And they subcontracted it out to guards that basically had no training, oh. some of which had, I don't know if you heard about this, some of no. them had sex. Some of the security guards had sex. I did sex, hear about that. Which is, with an infected with, patient. Crazy. I don't know if they were infected, but they had sex with people in I think they. I think it was. I think they were. It might, it might be. It might be, yeah. Which is both hilarious and very, very distressing. I mean... <laughs> They must have been pretty hot. They must have been smoking. Must have been smoking hot. Yeah. Like, in some ways, you know, hit that. Well done. Dude, 100%. That forbidden fruit. (laughs) That tastes so sweet. When you you know that you're going to (laughs) get a contagion as a result. Yeah. It's the uh, it's, it's Adam and Eve. It's, it's the Adam and Eve. Even. Yeah, that snake needed a talking to. <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah. it's a tale as old as time, Nick. <laughs> a tale as old as time. What is that from? <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast. Ah, oh, I really need to rewatch that. I haven't been watching enough Disney lately. I think that's fine. Did you watch Hamilton? No. Ah. Oh. Uh, so what is that? I, I saw you tweeting about that. By the way, I'm all over your Twitter like a wet rag. Okay, I'm, lo- I'm looking at everything. Yeah, weird analogy. Looking at everything you're um, you're liking and stuff. I'm, I'm a huge Twitter fan. That's going to be my recommendation engine. Spoiler. Whoa, Twitter. Um, <laughs> you're the only person. <laughs> you come you come to Twitter so late. <laughs> like you, you got one. You walked away from it for like seven years. And came back, and you're still in a zone where you think it's good. In that immediate, like, oh, sorry, interceding, <laughs> like, seven years, the entire world has decided that Twitter is a trash fire, and you're walking into this party. I'm like, like a man. Hey guys, like this a guy is pretty from, cool, eh? I'm like a guy from the 80s that's been, like, <laughs> brought into it, like, brought back to life. and just like, Twitter is great. Wow. <laughs> you can just say anything you want. Yeah. But Twitter is good for, like, celebs. It's good shit, for following because right? I've got no people. friends on there. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, Hamilton. Um, so what is that? Is that just like a? Fi- is that like what Wallace did with those fucking opera things, or they've actually made a real movie out of it? No, yeah, it's a, it's a live capture. So yeah. they they recorded um, the original cast um, back in 2016 when they were still um, on Broadway. They recorded a couple of shows, and then they also did one with no audience where the cameras could get on stage and get some close-ups and do some, you know, okay. a good, good? Like, up-close coverage. Um, and, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. 
I had sort of been waiting to see it. I hadn't listened to the the soundtrack before this point. Um, but we got together and watched it with a couple of friends and a projector, and um, yeah, it was it was good. So, can you explain the hype to me? Because I I'm not a huge fan of musicals, but I, I mean, I saw Book of Mormon, which is which is the the gold standard as far as far as hype goes for musicals. But Hamilton is the other one now. Yeah. Um, but Book of Mormon has a clear, it's like satirical, edgy South Park guys. Yeah. What's the Hamilton draw? The Hamilton draw is a few different things. And I, I mean, I think it would play differently if you were American watching it as well, because the story of the founding fathers is probably much more familiar to, you know, someone over there than it is to a foreigner. But you, you have a, a general idea, right? Yeah. Um, but basically, it is a retelling of the the story of Alexander Hamilton um, and it's done through the lens of his writing and his, it's interpreted as like rap um, uh, sort of freestyling rap and, and a combination with musical sort of numbers. Right. So the entire show is musical. There's not a single scene, which is spoken word. It's all music and they're telling the story of this guy's life up to the um, revolution, which saw them separate from England, and then the other side of it as they started to found the sort of um, uh, institutions of the new um, nation, like the federal bank and that sort of thing. Uh, But it's just incredibly cleverly written. It's got an amazing lyrical sense. Um, There's some really clever wordplay and... Um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda basically wrote this show, I think, over like seven years. Um, so it was a real sort of um, passion project. And uh, the other thing which is sort of interesting about it is that the entire cast or the majority of the cast are people of colour. So it reframes all of the founding fathers um, at, in as black, um, which adds this entire other kind of level of of interest in it and when you the way that you interpret things is and see it is is completely fresh because it's not white people um, so yeah i i noticed that he didn't he didn't uh, make his character black well he's puerto rican he's a person he? of color even if he's not black African-American. are puerto ricans people of color yeah are they yeah all right so um yeah, I, I, as someone who you know doesn't have a huge musical history um, in terms of the shows that I've seen, um, I really enjoyed it, and I thought the historical stuff was good, and I thought the storytelling was really good, and getting to see like the original cast perform it before it turns up in Melbourne with you know an Australian cast or something like that mm. um, was really cool. All right? Can you can you imagine writing a musical? Like where 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 would you where do you start with that? Like yeah, it'd be I, fucking tough. I mean, he. I think he he had a collaborator in the sense that you kind of need a composer, someone who knows how to write musical songs as well yeah. as the lyrical stuff. Like he's musical, obviously. He's he's a genius, really, because he wrote this entire thing just off the bean. Um, yeah, like it's it's crazy impressive. Um, but then I think there's a, like a strong collaborative element where there's someone who actually knows how to like score it for an orchestra or what to put underneath it and how to make this, you know, like a hip hop thing and how to make that one more of like a ballad and how to make that one, mm. you know, like a rap battle. Um, yeah. It, I, I don't Mammoth think task. Yeah. It, it would be crazy. Yeah. And it has its own, like its own genre as well. Right. Musical is its own genre. Do you, it, do you like musicals? I, I have enjoyed some musicals, but I, I I just don't I don't lean to go and see theatre very often. Do you know what I mean? I never have yeah, that. I don't have that tough itch. To, I always feel like a like I'm pretending to like it. I mean, I've definitely like. I mean, pure plays, pure drama. I don't know that I've necessarily ever properly enjoyed it. It always feels a little yeah. bit um, actory. You hate, yeah, I hate like. It's performative, I hate right? Seeing act, yeah, I hate seeing like real, like actor act, like theater actors, like being. Imagine it's a style. It's not very, it's not very naturalistic. I think that's what. No, yeah, that's where the edge is for me. Where Definitely. like cinema or television feels more real. 
There's a bit more of a suspension yeah. of disbelief you need to do. Yeah, I saw Sol- I saw Solaris last year, which had what? Um, as a play. Yeah, as a play, it had Hugo Weaving in it. Oh shit! Um, he, he was actually he just pre-recorded his bits. He was like okay. the he was on the, the radio or something. He, right. he was like heavy. He was like a main character, yeah. but he was in the um, he was in like a spaceship thing. I don't know whatever. And I love that. I love the movies, uh, the George Clooney remake and the um, the old one. But uh, the theater one, just fucking ugh, shut up. It's hard to you do know, sci-fi just, in a in a stage setting, right? But I was that's the part that I was excited about seeing. Yeah, you know, seeing sci-fi done on the theater, but uh, it just I think yeah, it just ruined all the parts that I loved the, with um, that conversion. Yeah, the like I've seen a few music. I saw. Um, Matilda, I saw um, Book of Mormon. Uh, like I've seen a few, and when when I actually end up seeing them, like getting out there, I I do quite enjoy it. But I don't think I'm the kind of person who would go to every show that came. You know, I think yeah. I'd have to sort of know a little bit in advance that I was probably going to like it, or that I already had an interest in it. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw Lion King on Broadway and fell asleep. I missed wow. it. You fell asleep I through the entire show. That would have been like two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred dollars. It was on a, uh, it was on a school music tour, and I. This is kind of funny. I um, I'd been. I all I wanted was to get spaghetti and meatballs from a New York <laughs> diner. That was like my whole. That was my whole thing. Like, if I can leave America having gotten meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs from a New York diner, I'll leave happy, and. Um, and so we went out. We went out specifically for me because I made such a fuss, and I got the I got this massive plate of spaghetti and meatballs. And then we were going out to see Lion King on Broadway, and um, I had just bought all these new shirts, and the new white shirts. And the plate of spaghetti and meatballs was so big that they gave it back to me in like a thing, in like a Tupperware yeah, container. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat this later, and I put it in my jacket pocket. Like inside my jacket. Okay. When we went to see uh, Lion King, and <laughs> I fell asleep, <laughs> and I woke up having missed the entire Lion King, and drenched in marinara sauce. <laughs> that with, is a, a, with a new shirt. <laughs> that is that a was my first rock Michael bottom. story. That was my first rock bottom. <laughs> first of many. Uh, welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. Uh, so nice to have you with us. Um, this is the Thinky Talky podcast, or as my boyfriend called it, my favourite way for two white men to tell me how to live my life and how to think. We're <laughs> 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 sitting through the internet That's with me, good. Michael. Say hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. And I'm Nick. Hey. Thanks for being here. Sorry if I sound a little bit sniffly this week. I was unwell. You were doing cocaine I all was weekend. Rubbing that rock salt up the nose. Rock salt? Yeah. That's, um, that's what we call it in the biz. You have a mic stand now. I got a boom arm. Yeah. Hey, you feeling I bought when I was drunk. I've been buying heaps of shit when I'm drunk. Hey, it was um, good that you got it before lockdown. Why? Because now you have it. Yeah, but I just get, I can just, why, do you think the post stops? Well, did for us, I don't know. Maybe it was just easier the for you over there. Stopped. The must post stopped. The post Must be easy over there. Um, the post gosh, stopped for you. Interesting. Yeah. No, some of us sort of suffered and, you know, had quite a difficult time. Um, but yeah, just, no, good I'm for just, you. I am happy for you. Just shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> did the post stop for you or not? It didn't stop. For not you, letters. Did. Not letters. Not letters. You can still get letters. Okay, well, yeah, I bought this. I also bought, which is the strangest thing. I'll just show you here. For 2 a.m. last night, I had a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. A green accountant's hat. Oh. Like a green visor. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea why I did, why I did that. <laughs> was alcohol involved last night as well? Yeah, I was playing a little, playing a little cards. Playing and, a little uh, cards. I had a bit of wine, but yeah been drinking a lot lately I, I had every intention of doing dry july yeah this year not gonna happen i have drank it's been like monsoon july <laughs> yeah you've gone hard the other direction i've gone harder because it was like 
just basically looking for excuses. Yeah. But when we went into lockdown, when they announced that the whole state was in lockdown, it was like, fuck it, we should get a bottle of wine. Yeah. And then the wheels are off. Yeah. I mean, you should have got lots of wine, really. Because we went into lockdown twice. Well, yeah, but also as like a stock so that you can go and you can get that. Well, we can just, I don't maybe you're making me feel bad here, but. You can go and get wine, Nick. You can. We can get wine. There's a oh, there's a booze shop yeah. right across our, the road. Our liquor shops were closed during <laughs> lockdown. Um, but yeah, I, I guess you know if if you're able to get it, that, that would be lovely. That'd be great. I don't know where this bit came from. Sorry, I'm not trying to make you actively I like bag. It. I mean, but... I like I like I think we need to do more bits. We used to do we should do, we used to do lots of bits. We used to go do silly voices. Then we started talking about bloody politics every episode. Yeah, you know, it's been a weird year. I think it's know, been a in a normal year, maybe we would have been a bit sillier this year. But I think you're right. This episode's about nothing. So yeah, you know, well, this is to... a space for it. No, I was thinking. I was thinking today we could do like a like a well, how many how many. Uh, times do we record we record twice a month basically right yeah two or three times you know, a month yeah every i think every fourth one could be you know just a grab bag one where we have no topic and we just talk i mean we've been 12 for, we've been uh friends for 12 years like have we ever had an awkward silence we're not going to run out of things to say i think we've probably had some awkward silences but they might have been deliberate uh <laughs> that doesn't count or or when <laughs> When I've like farted or something. Yeah, just, no, I, I, no, you know that when you fart, I don't leave an awkward silence. I just do a golf clap. Yeah, that's that's our thing. That's the thing. Every time you let one rough. Uh, so what about? Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. What? How do you think? Do you think this year, given how catastrophically bad it has been in so many ways, do you think it it's gonna be remembered in history? Don't you reckon? Oh, absolutely. 2020 is going to be like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be such a turning point for so many things. Environmentally, medically, politically, democratically, like (laughs) just about any, um, every field field, right? Yeah. Universities are changing because that's the other thing we've learned now with a lot of things are going to change. Um, they're saying that even after this, even after we go back to completely to normal, the airplane industry is going to go, is still going to struggle to recover because now people have figured out with technology that they can have meetings yeah. in a, at a pretty good level with technology. Yeah. And the same for universities. So people are going to, we're not going to go back once it's, once it's actually all over, we're not necessarily going to go back to how we used to be at all. Yeah. And I think the airlines as well. Uh, they've they will have to to get by shrink some of their um uh, operating expenses right which means putting some planes away standing down some staff so then when it does start up again they're not going to be able to get everywhere that they used to and so people who might be like oh i want to get to you know tonga or i want to get to uh, i don't know africa or something well there'll be fewer places traveling that that kind of distance because they will have shut down some of those least profitable legs, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, it'll be true. a little bit of a, a spiral where like, okay, people weren't using it for a while. We had to shut down some flights. Now people can go flying again, but there aren't the flights that they wanted to. So oh, maybe we don't go to that place or maybe we'll look around in the country or maybe I don't want to be overseas in case the virus comes back, you know? I think you will. You're totally right. I think you'll see a big slump in, in travel for quite a while. Yeah, and I can't even remember the last time in history that something um, this impactful has happened to the entire world. Like, it's maybe the war. Like a single event, yeah. Yeah, maybe the world war, like maybe 9-11, but 9-11 doesn't even come close. 9-11 is just like heightened security and, you know, it's kind of terrorism in people. But, oh, remember terrorism? Yeah. Dude. It's a bad time for a few industries, you know, robbers, Ah. robbing's way down, terrorism's down, down. people aren't, you know, know, everyone's affected, (laughs) including terrorists. That's the thing, you know, thankfully we've got JobKeeper to keep those, you know, burglars still on the books, (laughs) um, just when they're, you know, really struggling to turn over those 
Like, what are you meant to do with a VCR these days? Cash converters are shut. Yeah. What are you meant to do? <laughs> they're hard. Yeah, they're hard hit. Yeah. Everyone's hurting. <laughs> yeah. What's your work situation going to be like? Uh, mine basically remains the same. So, um, still just working from home, doing the radio once a week, one day a week, and then doing. I don't know if I should. I, say, I don't know if I should say that where I work. That's I fine. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, we, I, I'm always thinking of. Uh, I'm always part of me. Part of my brain's always thinking of Storky. Yeah. Interesting, um, eh? I was just talking about that with KC the other day. Right, and he was like, "Oh, I would have expected Michael's brother to be stalked." <laughs> you know, <laughs> the truth is. Don't tell me. Fucking <laughs> the said truth that. is, he fucking said it. You're He's like, oh, maybe Michael is the hotter brother. Fuck. That was a compliment. Your... That was a compliment. He was like, oh, oh right. maybe Michael is the hotter brother. Like, he's yeah. the one that... I love that. Ben, I love ben that. Ben house stalker. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, people actually did kind of... And it was men. Did actually say things like that to me when um, that was happening. Yeah. You know, it was it was that kind of... It was that kind of attitude. Yeah. It was like, oh, you think you're a fucking... You know, was she hot? Uh, there was so much of that. Yeah, that was weird. That's like over a year ago now. Yeah, but longer than that, wasn't it? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess maybe when it got finalized yeah. last year. But yeah, weird to think about. What yeah. are we talking about? This is a real grab bag. We're oh yeah, we were just asking about it. your um your job. Work sitch. Yeah, uh, I'm basically um do just doing the same thing as it was before. So yeah. yeah. It's it's not too bad, but um, is that, the businesses that like three themselves, days a week or something? Uh, four okay. essentially. I'm basically they're basically a job keeper is we're basically working working up to job keeper, which is seven hundred and fifty dollars. So they take our rate of pay before the lock before the lockdown, uh-huh. and that's basically what they want you to aim at. Uh-huh. But it's more. It, that's not kind of the feeling. That's like a loose guideline. But the feeling is like, look, these the owners of um, the venue that I work at own four around Melbourne. So um, I'm actually I'm actually kind of working at working for all the venues at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's just like more of a all hands on deck kind of thing, just trying to rebuild. Yeah. Um, or get the businesses back up to. Uh, some sort of uh, profitable, but um, that that'll all be delayed now that you're back in lockdown, right? Yeah, um, like you yeah, can't be it's... open. No, uh, one of the venues is doing takeaway. Okay, so um, can you do takeaway um, liquor? Yes, that's cool. And they do do that. They do do that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's uh, they do burgers as well. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I've actually quite enjoyed. Uh, I feel bad about saying that to some degree, but I've actually, actually, really enjoyed this lockdown period. You know, just um, as in the the pandemic period or the last lockdown. Uh, I mean, the whole. I mean, from when we locked down the first time to now, yeah. um, this change of pace. The change of pace is just so much more my speed. You know, which yeah. is. Uh, and I feel ba- I do feel bad about saying that, and there is definitely a part of me that um, would like to see my friends a bit more, I guess. But I also am just—I mean, would I? To be like, if you, if you ask me honestly, would I trade it in? I'd probably say no. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the just the amount that I just the amount of time. That I feel like we've got, and granted, I'm t- I'm just saying for my own personal experience. Yeah, I know you're talking specifically from your situation. Yeah, I just had more time to you know get into a regular sleeping pattern. I've been doing heaps of music. I've been you know just listening to podcasts and thinking and walking and you know haven't been haven't been exercising that much. But that's one of my goals for this lockdown is to properly. Stick to it. I got that Nike training app that you uh, oh, yeah. suggested. So I've been doing that for the last uh, week. We did a great app, by the it's way. It's a really good it's, app. can't believe it's free. It's totally free. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. How, how have you... You've been busy the whole time. Oh yeah, tell me about your fucking work thing. Tell me about uh, Good Grief. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tackle the, the first part of your question, which you blew past, which was how am I? I'm doing pretty well and, and New Zealand is doing very well. We do have, I think, 20 cases or so at the moment, but they're all in isolation. So life is basically back to normal. We're all level one. No masks, you know, no queues at the shopping center. Nice. Um, cinemas are open um you know all these have you seen a movie i haven't seen a movie the problem is there isn't really things that they're showing so they're doing a lot of like older films they're doing stuff that was sort of in cinemas just before lockdown like you can go and see the invisible man or sonic or that sort of stuff okay but none of that really it's coming out soon i think well i'm not so sure no i just feel like the studio will be like why are we fucking releasing this thing when no one is going to be able to see it I Apparently think Nolan, Nolan is, is insisting. Yeah, I know, but like, what a fucking dick move. Why? Because what, like, they're just going to lose heaps of money. Well, exactly that. And also, you're asking your audience to go risk their lives to see it, you know? For most of the world, it's not safe to go out into cinemas again. It's not going to actually... Can't they re- why can't they release it country by country? I mean, they can't. Because it'll well, get pirated. pirating, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like he's being completely obnoxious with that really yeah i mean like it's just very self-serving i think he's in a privileged enough position where he feels like oh you know i just want it out there but the implications for you know the cinema workers for the public that'll go out and sit next to people who are sick without knowing it and contract the virus it just it's not the right fucking time dude i'm sorry i know you had a movie that you want people to see but it's just it's like I guess. Good luck to you if you want to. Did you see um, Tom Hanks with uh, his movie Greyhound? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's expressed uh, that he's pretty devastated about not uh, having uh, had to release that on Apple, I think, is, has yeah. bought that now. Yeah, they, they've picked up the distribution. Looking forward to that movie. Sorry, this is a tangent. Um, yeah, yeah I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a huge submarine movie kind of guy. Oh, but you got to be a Tom Hanks guy. Yeah, I like Tom Hanks, but I wouldn't have said, seen much of his movies, really. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, like movies like Sully and Castaway. I got. I think Castaway, there's a good case to be made that Castaway is the most universally... As far as universal appeal, I reckon Castaway is the best movie ever. That's such a call. That's that's no. I'm I'm saying it, dude. You think Castaway I, is the most universally a feeling movie? Yep. And good. What about like Jurassic Park? No. Jurassic Park is more universally appealing than Castaway. I'm sorry. Disagree. What about uh, you know, Up? Mm. Toy Story three. Nah, you can't be animated. Why not? I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> Universally appealing, but with an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> this I is the most Tom- universally appealing Tom Hanks film. <laughs> no, that's still Toy Story. Yeah, I guess. All right, well, whatever. I love Castaway. <laughs> I think that's fine. We can. You're allowed to like <laughs> Castaway. Um, anyway, um, yeah, tell me more about how you're happy with your life and stuff yeah no well that was just to say that new zealand life is normal um so i have been working on the video game on sherlock which is coming along nicely cool um that's been quite busy i made a little bit of a tactical error because with the animated series that i write on and with sherlock i'd pre-warned them that uh i was going to have to duck off and do good grief halfway through this year and eventually when the shoot dates were set, I said, okay, I'm not going to be able to do things sort of into July. So that'll be when I have to disappear. And I hadn't really foreseen, though I should have, that both of those projects, um, which were kindly hitting pause for me, um, would try and get as much out of me in the lead up to that 1st of July kind of date. So I yeah, suddenly was hit with this, like, oh, can we get this before you start, and this before you go, and this before you go, and this before you... And all of a sudden, because Good Grief was also still requiring attention, I had three, like, a real big surge of work, um, which was good, but um, quite draining, which is, I think, what wore me down a little bit 
to the point where I picked up this cold. Um, I guess that would be tough to do. Like, if you don't have an external schedule and you're basically, you, I mean, you've got heaps of work to do, but you don't have um, an external. Do you find that hard? Yeah. I mean, and it, it's hard as in a couple of ways. It's hard because, like, I like these projects and I like the variety of them, so I, I enjoy working on it. It's also yeah. hard because I'm going to be paid for it. Like, I, I, if I defer um, doing an animated script, that means I don't get paid for that month or whatever, you know? Like, I, I get paid per script or per part of work. So in some ways, there's incentive to finish that off and get the invoice in so that I can have... <laughs> living money um so yeah it, it thankfully for the most part i'm able to kind of manage my days pretty well but then when you just have a surge like that where it was a little bit out of um left field and you need to get this stuff done on a deadline then you end up doing days where you're working till nine thirty at night or something which is right never much fun yeah but I mean, yeah, that that's eased off a little bit now. Um, and yeah, to to get to your original question, Good Grief, our TV show um, or streaming series, is less than two weeks away from filming now. So we are really properly in the end game of like pre-production now. So we've been casting, we're honing down on the final cast members, we've been watching audition tapes and that sort of stuff, and recalls for them to do new scenes and trying to work out the sort of jigsaw puzzle of, you know, we got a person in this role who's got high energy. So we want to counterbalance that with someone who's a little bit more laid back in this role. And, you know, this ethnicity is represented and this ethnicity and, you know, doing the jiggle of um, schedules where it's like, okay, we do want this person, but they can only do four days of our shoot window, which might not be enough. So, then we look at a person who can give us, you know, all of the shoot window, the 13 days that we'd be shooting for. What do you mean by ethnicity represented? Do you mean like in the script or do you mean represented accurately? uh, Neither. I mean that uh, in our scripts we have not cast, uh, we have not prescribed what ethnicity the characters are. So we have an open auditions to allow, you know, any person to apply for the role, right? Um, and so then, you know, when we are casting the show, we don't want it to be six white people is what I'm saying. So in having representation right. in those characters to make sure that it's not, um, uh, monolithic or monocultural. Um, so yeah, it's just a, an interesting sort of jigsaw puzzle. Like I'm saying, where you're balancing all these different factors, like this was a really good performance, um, but they can't do all the days that we need. So then we might get this person in, but that person's energy is quite similar to the other person. So does that mean we swap out that character? Otherwise they'll feel too similar or uh. choose a different actor for the other role. But then that person can't do the number of days. And also, you know, that's three white people then. So maybe we don't want that for the main cast. And yeah, it's just like a really interesting kind of web of Dude, like a, a matrix. This. Is, yeah. is someone doing a... Someone on doing recording behind the scenes and shit. I'd mm. love to see this. Not in this process. I think we'll have a photographer um, on on set, but mm. but not not this side of it. No, that's always that was always the, like the most interesting things to me. Like seeing like even just like wondering what like if you think about like a late night show. Yeah, I feel like seeing what happens behind the scenes would be more interesting than the late night show. I'm not saying that it's going to be behind the scenes going to be more interesting than the show that you're writing. But I like, I feel, yeah, I, I know find, what you mean. find that really Well, that was the appeal of 30 Rock, right? Like that show right. was about like the mayhem, obviously scripted and heightened, but like th- there has been clearly interest in that, um, in the process of making the thing for as long as there's been like director's commentaries and behind the scenes featurettes and all that kind of stuff that yeah. people know that that's appealing right yeah the um the other thing so like casting's one angle of the picture like finalizing the scripts um i think i said maybe on the last podcast that we'd like spoken to a funeral director um who gave us like insight into the 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 real world process 
but then it's things like props, like getting messages from the props department being like, does this look like an embalming machine? Can you ask your funeral director what embalming machines they use? And so I'd go off and I flick an email to them and say, hey, do you use this model of embalming machine? What does it look like? And he goes to his, I don't know, mortuary and takes a photo of their actual embalming machine and flicks it back oh, to wow. us so the, the props department can find something that looks close so enough you've to You've got real. your own funeral guy. Yeah, he's cool. That's cool. Gary. What's his name? Gary. Gary. Oh, he's the best. It, honestly, cool. talking about um, you know the, the, the people behind the scenes, I would watch a documentary legitimately about like Gary because he was fascinating. <laughs> um, we tell we, me more about Gary. Tell we did a ninety-minute Skype call where we were just asking all of this like nitty-gritty stuff, like, do you take it home with you? Do you have to be like emotionally separate, or I, do you feel sad at funerals still? You know, does weird stuff happen? Does um, you know, what's an, everything from like, what do you call the uh, bodies, right? Like internally, what's the, what's the actual lingo for a dead person, you know? And there's, it's the deceased or Mr. Jennings or, you know. Well, is that what it actually is? Yeah, that's the actual answer. Yeah, okay. they'll call them the deceased or they'll just call them by their name. Or, or, or Mr. Jennings. Mr. Jennings. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Or> anyone. <laughs> Yeah, we need that uh, that mum up for the two thirty funeral. So if you could grab the Mister Jennings and just take her up, <laughs> the the, the Mister Jennings. Jennings. <laughs> um, or like, what do you call you know the people that come in and want your services, want you to do a funeral for them? Are they clients? Are they customers? No, they're the family of the deceased or the client families. If you're talking internally, um, right? But like, so there's that... a lot of like sensitivities. Yeah. Stuff. You have to be super that, empathetic to be a right. funeral director, right? But yeah, they'll never because say... these guys are making money. That's exactly what he said. He was like, yeah. um, "They, we will never say, I'm sorry for your loss, because a little part of them is actually quite happy. It's their job. Like, that's oh. what they get to do. Like, yeah, Dude, it was, that's it was so It was so fascinating. So, wow. so interesting. Um, and, you know, asking him, like, what do you wish that people... Uh, you know, knew or, you know, did or, or talked about. And it's like, just fucking, just talk about it. Just put aside a little bit of money. You know, a funeral can be three, $4,000 at the very bare minimum. If you put aside like a dollar a month for, you know, 30 years, you'll be more than set. You know, you can get this shit surely, handled. Dollar a week, I should say. you can say. do your own funeral for less than three grand. There are, I mean, it might not be tasteful. It's it's about like the body preservation stuff and and all that kind of thing, right? Oh, right. So there'd be like flat fees, generally speaking, for the actual um, you know funeral director or celebrant services and that sort of stuff. But yeah, there's like there's paperwork to do, and then if you want them to be like visible, then you have to embalm them and all mm-hmm. these kind of things. So weird yeah. question, but in all your research, yeah. Would it be legal to bury a family member in the backyard? Uh, if you haven't killed them. <laughs> if you haven't like killed them. Like, they died of cancer. Oh, I see what you're saying. You can't yeah. bury a live person in your backyard to to murder them that way. Yeah, that, no, that is they... technically illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> and how? Yeah. I think you can... I think you... You can bury a dog... I think that you probably can't bury a person in an area which is not designated as as permissible because there's one of the like one of the things I was asking like what's the trends what's the cool you know what's what's everyone talking about in funerals these days and you know does everyone want it to be fun do they want it to be a party and yeah. he had this really interesting take which is no uh, which is that no a funeral needs to hurt it needs to be painful that's that's the whole point of it is it why is that you are coming to terms with the loss and that emotion is going to come out one way or another so the best way to do it is to have a funeral and and feel the loss start the grief process because otherwise you know a month later or a year later that guy who buried the emotions will like punch his wife or you know lash out or get drunk or do something um, because that emotion is sitting there so 
when you when people say like, oh, I want to have a fun thing, I want to be you know a party or whatever, it's like no, that's that's not what you should do. That doesn't mean you can't celebrate the life. And a lot mm. of the 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 way that they sort of frame it is, it's meeting someone and then saying goodbye, like getting to know someone and then and then farewelling them. So the idea being that you walk through their life, you learn about who they were, you learn about you know what they did and and what people loved about them, and then you, in doing so, you start to grieve and mourn them and say goodbye. And that's the way to celebrate it. That's the positive angle of it but it shouldn't be like a party do you know what i mean it shouldn't so, be ah, so gary doesn't like a um he doesn't like a fun kind of funeral he doesn't like a like it's not going to be like let's get drunk and yeah. talk about and celebrate their life he wants well um, it, real, like, i think that's allowed he wants everyone to cry <clears throat> they don't even need to cry they just need to i i think he he has seen enough to know that if you pretend like it's not happening or if you don't deal with the reality. If you're ignoring the reality, then that's problematic, right? I think getting drunk and, you know, crying uh, probably often hand in hand, right? Um, I don't think there's... I don't think he'd be like, don't don't have a drink. I I think he would be quite okay with that. But, um, yeah, the idea... But, I mean, you know those funerals that are like, you know... Well, you know those funerals. Yeah. I haven't been to many funerals. They've all been really fucking sad. But you see in movies, those funerals were like, we're not going to sit here and cry. We're going to celebrate. We're going to do drugs. Yeah. He doesn't like those. But what what is he, with respect to Gary, like what is he, what is he really seeing beyond the funeral? Well, because they would often do the reception and the wake and that sort of thing as well. And I mean, it depends on the way that they are. um, Are they different days? Say what? Are they, are the funeral and the wake... Are they different days? No, the wake would tend to be straight after the funeral. Okay, but I mean, he's Gary saying that you got to you got to grieve it because otherwise it will come out in some other form later. But yeah, I'm saying like, what is? How does he know that? Like after the wake, or after the wake's done, like I, I suppose that he's approaching that as a as a a learned person in the field. So he, you know. There would be academic and and educational resources for within the funeral industry, and I'm sure there's right. been studies done in education uh, provided to you know qualified professionals that yeah. give that kind of insight. Um, but I think he'd also probably know intuitively as well, um, just based on the way people behave. That sometimes it's more problematic than others. Yeah. That, talking to you about this stuff now, just first of all, I'm so excited to see this show. I reckon it's a, such a great premise and great title, man. It's what a great, great title. fucking title! Yeah. It's perfect. It's per- you couldn't have a better title than that. Yeah, can't wait to see this show. Yeah, um, yeah. So the the timeline now is, yeah, like I said, scripts are finishing up on this weekend coming on Sunday. I'm up in Auckland. I'll be getting on a plane. That's gonna be weird. And going oh. up to Auckland for um, the read-through over a couple of days, going through the scripts, um, final tweaks, and a you know, punch-up if anyone's, excuse me, in the cast comes out with other lines or you know, suggestions <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Um, a punch-up if anyone comes up with any other lines. Yeah. You're very protective over your work, are you? What do you mean? I think... Well, I'm just making a joke. You said you're gonna you're gonna go there for a punch up if anyone has any uh, any ideas about the script. Yeah, as in like they'll read through the thing and you know, I we're, know we're hiring I was comedians. Making a joke about the punch up. I was taking the punch up part when you were referring to the script, punching up the script, uh-huh. and I took it to mean that you were gonna punch up anyone that uh, had anything to say about the script. Oh. You're gonna physically punch them up. Yeah, I missed that. I'm sorry. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, it yeah didn't land for it me. Wor- it works better. Do you want to? Don't explain it. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. On. Let's move on. Do you want me to? Nah, nah. Do you want to say it again? Maybe. Nah, it's you know what? I'll get the next one. <laughs> this round's on me. <laughs> um, sorry, I interrupted you with. Yeah, it's all good. Jokes. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying anyway. Uh, oh yeah, just happens. schedule, just oh, schedule wise. Cool. So uh, up up for this read through, and then back uh, Monday, and then I'll be in Christchurch for four more days, and then five more days, and then up next weekend, 
and we shoot we we start shooting on the sun on the monday and we uh are you going to be there on set every day yeah cool it'll be a 15 day um shoot um or 15 day shoot window and 13 shoot days i believe is the 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 plan um for season one yeah, I mean, we've only been six funded episodes. for one season, six episodes. Six yeah, 15 to 20 minutes probably for each of them. You do it in 13 days. 13 That's days, six. yeah. It's quite it's quite tight, but we don't it's have that intensive. much money, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's very, like I said, less than two weeks we'll be rolling camera on this thing. It's it's crazy. Dope. I'm so excited. Send yeah. me lots of photos from... Uh, behind the set yeah i will be taking lots of photos i'm getting i mean one of the main reasons that i want to be up there because technically i don't really need to be there um as in it's not expected that a writer is on set necessarily um if you were on something like i don't know brooklyn 99 or community or whatever then it's very normal for the writer to be there because you know they keep an eye over a, a script and come up with other jokes if thing isn't working um but for a show like yeah. ours it it may not have that um, responsibility, um, but I do want to be there because the two other women that I co-created the show with, even Grace, are also starring in it. So when it comes to questions of, you know, what's happening in the global context here? What's the big picture? What should we be keeping an eye on narratively? They're probably going to be in the moment thinking about the scene that they're about to perform. So it will probably help to have someone there who's keeping an eye on the, the overall that- story. Are you going to get a little uh, cameo? In there? Mm, no, I don't Come think so. Come on. Nah. You got to you got to squeeze in a cameo. You're a good actor. Uh, <coughs> that's the <coughs> <coughs> Okay, I was lying. Sorry. <coughs> you made me laugh enough that I actually had to mute my mic because <coughs> I was coughing too much. Um, yes, thank you for the the uh unrealistic compliment. <laughs> But you're not going to do a cameo. Come on, like even Stephen Merchant did a cameo in the office. You got to, yeah, but you he's got to no, be in the performer. background somewhere. Yeah, maybe I'll stand in the background somewhere. But yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's it's so cool. Kind of a quick turnaround, like from you just even two weeks ago, you were saying you just finished casting, or even you're still casting. We're still now, casting, yeah. To you're filming in two weeks. Yeah. Actors to learn their lines to understand the character and then shoot is like two weeks, basically, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fast. Yeah. The um the casting process is taking longer, I think, than they'd accounted for. And we also moved up our shoot by five weeks. So it has tightened a little bit. Um but it'll be all good. Cool. And um where is it gonna be released? Well, in New Zealand, it's on TVNZ On Demand. That may be end of this year, maybe start of next year. I don't know okay. if it's determined yet. Um, I think that will also rely a little bit on when we hand it to them because uh, if we got it to them in, say, October, um, then maybe they'd put it on air straight away. But if it was handed to them in December, then they might sit on it till the start of next year because people don't really watch things over the holidays. Uh, and they have... The right of first play. I mean, hopefully uh, we can get it onto iView or SBS On Demand or something over there, but they wouldn't look mm. at it until it's actually finished. Um, we, we we need to have the product to take around and shop, not just the concept. But I would really like it to be in Australia on one of those places, and I think it's not impossible that that could occur. What about a Netflix? Uh, I think it's the episode length is probably a bit short. They don't... How long's the episodes? 15 to 20 minutes, probably. Seems standard, though, doesn't it? Well, you know, like a half-hour comedy is around 22 minutes normally, so it's a little bit do you shorter know, Do you that. know a show called Rostered On? Uh, yeah. Is that Australian? Yeah. Australian show got picked up by Netflix. Um, and my One of my friends is on that. Yeah, and he, one um, of my friends is on that as well, weirdly. What's your friend's name? Uh, uh, Steph Everson. Steph Everson-Williams. Not the same friend. No. Um, but, I mean, that was like a little... That's, I, I imagine that your show is going to be kind of similar in style. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Ah, oh, okay. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's... All right. Never mind. 
But yeah, it's possible. I just, I feel like uh, duration-wise, they might not see the benefit in it. But, okay. but, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe a Stan or maybe a iView or SBS might be interested. There's not yeah. going to be that much content coming down the pipes internationally for those kind of places, so they're probably yeah, going to be hungry so. for it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't. I, I imagine um, faithful listeners that I will not be pug available for the next few weeks, so I probably won't see you till August. But so I have to do it solo. Yeah. Um, if you can work out how to upload a podcast, go for it. Uh, yeah, that is. <laughs> I'll never be able to do that. How about some science news? Yeah. <laughs> well, really. Really, really a flat level of interest there. Really <laughs> underplayed the enthusiasm. How about our science news? Yeah. <laughs> this caught me off guard. Play the jingle. It's that time. Time for science news. A bit of a random, a bit of a random uh, topic this week. Not really connected to anything, but just something I found interesting. Uh, a bit of science news from the Journal of Medicine. Ninety-eight point six degrees Fahrenheit isn't the average anymore. Let me translate that for you. Thirty-seven degrees isn't the average anymore. Now we're talking about body temperature. Nearly 150 years ago, a German physician analyzed a million temperatures from 25,000 patients and concluded that the normal human body temperature was 90 temperature was 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, i.e. 37 degrees Celsius. That standard's been published in numerous medical texts, helped generations of parents judge, you know, whether a kid was properly sick or not. But at least 2 dozen modern studies have concluded the number is too high. We are not as hot as everyone thought we were. Um, the original analysis was published in 1869 by Karl Reinhold August Wunderlich, a delightfully German name. Um, and they're claiming it's flawed. Um, researchers from Stanford university argued that it was correct at the time, but is no longer accurate because the human body has actually changed. So they're now saying that today the average human body temperature is 97.5 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 36.4 degrees Celsius. So 0.6 of a degree cooler these days than 150 years ago. Um, The uh, potential reasons why are that people are taller, fatter, and live longer. And we don't really understand why all those things have happened, but temperature is linked to all of them. So the question is, which one's driving others? Is the temperature going down because people are taller or because people are taller? Is that making the temperatures lower? It's this, oh. It's sort of like an unknown um, aspect at the moment. But they basically uh, went back through and analysed uh, 670,000 temperatures collected from 190,000 people over a span of 157 years. Some of them going back to like pension records of Civil War veterans and stuff uh and basically those earlier ones were higher than the ones taken this millennium um and the magnitude of the change is kind of huge and the fact that the temperature has declined at the same rate in that period as well um so there was a few different methodologies used by um the uh people that gathered the temperature over the hundreds of years and they took that into account whether it was taken like in the mouth or under the armpit or in the rectum yes and the other thing is that they were potentially a lot sicker in the previous um like 150 years ago as well so the other possibility is that there were things that they couldn't account for like like wunderlich this german wunderlich had a um 
was a doctor in the 1800s and people were walking into the office that had tuberculosis, they had dysentery, bone infections, that kind of stuff, infectious diseases we've never seen. So it's possible that the samples that he was getting were from sick people that were already like walking around with more fevers. Um, but yeah, even so, there was some data quality problems. Uh, but the, the current perspective is actually that the human body is getting cooler over time. And I just thought that was very interesting. Hey, so why are people getting, why are people taller now? Because they're eating that? better. Is that it? Yeah, they're eating better and they're not working in uh, like hard labor. They're getting more calcium. We understand the human body better. We're preventing, you know, childhood diseases, stunted growth. Yeah. Do you not think it's because we have to reach now for things? That might like, be it, actually. That could be the main one. Like on the on supermarkets. Yeah, they didn't have supermarkets reach. back then. They just had regular markets. And yeah. everything was at hand level. You know what the thing is, Nick? I feel like I can't... I don't know if it's like... When, I, when we started this podcast, I backed myself a lot. And now I don't back myself That's a sign of do. intelligence. I think it's a sign that I don't well maybe it is well maybe it's a sign of maturity maybe not intelligence but i don't think i can articulate myself as well as i actually think and i have it's quite frustrating like recently it's been quite frustrating yeah i can imagine how that would be frustrating i think that you are uh you are much better i feel like i feel like this fucking mic stand is going to be the death of your good audio quality because all it's, all it's done is giving you a fiddle toy that you now happily move around in all kinds of variable places no where previously just... it used to sort of just sit nicely on the table and you wouldn't touch it now it's like <laughs> you can just swing it around you can move the arm up and down you can no it's fine it's fine. It's always close to my mouth. And when you listen back to the audio, will I hear a whole bunch of? No, that's why. That's why I got it because you can't hear that. Uh huh. I I don't think you can. I've turned my thing off because of the echo. But I th- I've actually damaged the table, so I'm going to hear about that from <laughs> Emma in a second. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, if you've enjoyed this kind of thing, and I don't know what to tell you, there's not that much microphone arm stand. Uh, content in our previous episodes but hopefully you'll find something else that you know tickles your fancy um you can find it all in your podcast player of choice just google deep fort and well not google i suppose look it up in the app uh it's on the apple podcast store give us a rating there of five stars if you happen to be around you can find more content and thoughts from us at facebook.com forward slash deep fort we're on instagram putting up chip chat and uh, recommendation engines and that kind of other stuff in between pods and Twitter, Michael's favorite new platform. Have you heard of it? And <laughs> send your questions and comments to deepfort.gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to take a suggestion from the audience. Yeah. I've got yeah. a good way to end this, by the way. I know. I was going to say, you've got a story for me, right? No. Oh, no, I can't do that. I had to think about that. I, don't... I feel like it embarrasses someone too much. Okay. Can you tell me after yeah. the podcast? I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay, yeah, cool. That's, sure. that's the cruelest thing to do on an audio medium. I know. <laughs> it's a really good story, though. Like, fucking... it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Oh, um, can't wait no, to hear I... that story. It's, I don't know. It's too It's too embarrassing oh, it's to one so person. Embarrassing. So embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to hear it, though. Just me personally. Obviously not, <laughs> not the listeners. Um, but it's, like, going to be yeah. really good. Yeah, it's going to be... It's... It's really, really good. Oh. It's juicy, dude. Oh, juicy can't, story. Can't wait oh, I love a juicy, love a bit of gas, love a bit of juice. Ready for this story? Obviously, not if you for know, the podcast. if you know me, if you know me, and you and we're friends on Facebook or whatever, just text me and I'll tell you the story. <laughs> if he, if he says, "Oh, I forget," the story's about you. The story is about <laughs> you. <laughs> if you message him and ask for the story, that yeah. was about you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's something that you did, and you need to go back through your life, and you need to work out what it was. Well, that's because he's been telling like, everybody. I texted you yesterday saying I got this fucking juicy story, and I do. Great um, story! Can't wait to hear. The thing it. is, I don't know. I think I have an idea of 
in my friends who listens to this podcast. Uh-huh. And I just don't know. So it's a story about a friend. Okay, interesting. Oh, yeah, it's a story about a friend. Ooh, got some juicy so goss. Hey, if you're listening, is it about you? I, why why you did know, he not tell the story? What did you do to Michael? I already, I already asked permission oh. from the person, oh. from another person who is involved. Oh, there's and multiples. They said, and they said, yeah, go ahead, tell the story. Oh. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it. Maybe no, on no, the no, next one. No, no, no. Not, not, it's not a podcast story. This is just for me. This is just, this is, <laughs> this is something that I get to enjoy and everyone at home. Nah, that shit, that sent a shiver up my Nuh-uh. spine when you said, no, this is just for me. Just And you made me. that fucking weird face. Anyway, I've got, I I've got this. a nice way to end this. I've got a nice way to end the pod. Perfect. With a question. Oh. I was thinking, what? Can you remember the time? Can you remember a time, and maybe in your childhood, maybe in your adolescence? Uh-huh. I don't know how old you are. Where you've laughed the hardest, or a, a time that you've la- you laughed so much that you you couldn't um, you couldn't breathe or something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's been a couple. Um, uh, there's give, definitely give us, give us one story. Yeah, I, I mean, they, individually, they're not going to be super funny because the, the reality of those moments, right, is it was it's situational. Like, yeah, you, you can't I, tell I, those I, things cares? on. Um, who cares? It doesn't matter. No, but my point matter. is, like, uh, it's not even, there's not really enough to tell. But, like, writing this show, right, we'd often be doing it over Skype. And then, you know, one of the others would come up with a line that just, gets you from nowhere and you just can't stop laughing because it's ridiculous. And that's the most fun part of creating, right? Is like doing something with friends and trying to make each other laugh. That's awesome. The other- Is that your fucking story? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that, my yeah, point. Well, that don't choose that one then. Like, to, like choose us one that we can... You just said um, that... Uh, some like behind the. I know, lit. That's why just I had this line. That's, you. That's what I said at the top that it wasn't going to be. Then choose. Then choose the other one. No, but they're all like that. Like, how are you meant to give across? What you want? Like the actual thing that was said. Is that the? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like a situation. Like yeah. Maybe you. You've ruined this for me. I thought this was going to be great. <laughs> you fucking ruined it. Well, you tell me one. What set the well, standard? I've, I've got I don't one. Know what you're to... expecting here. None of these, none of these situations, are going to be funny to anyone. Well, now to it's it. going to seem like that I just made up this segment to tell my story because we know that that was the case. That's not the case. Well, I thought of I, I thought of the question. Then I thought of the well. I would say okay. Fuck. It's not going to be funny now because no, we're, it, we're it has fighting. to be. This is the whole now point. We're fighting. We're not fighting. <laughs> it's weird. To, now the tone's weird. We're not fighting. Now the tone's weird. Now we need to like ease back into like a fun vibe. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry that you fucked up explaining this segment. I didn't. <sighs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to, well, the, um, I didn't make, I didn't, by the way, I just, I didn't make up this segment. Not a segment. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't ask this question just so I could tell my story. Okay. So let to be known. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. This is no, a, you this is an, a noble endeavor. This oh. was this was a equal opportunity segment. All right. <laughs> Awkward silence. We did it. We-, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. 